0: Welcome to the Marketing Confidential Podcast. This is a fun place for insider's tips, tricks, and hardcore marketing information on exactly how to market your products, utilizing WordPress, your website, and to help get the biggest bang for your buck. Now, here's your hosts, Debbie
1: Alston and Tammy Munson.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Marketing Confidential. I'm one of your hosts, Tammy Munson.
1: And I'm Debbie Tortoregi. How you doing, girl? I'm doing. I feel ya.
0: If it's not one thing, it's another, right?
1: I'm telling you, this getting old thing is not for sissies.
0: But I'm happy to say I'm still up on the upswing with with the hand stuff, so that's all good. Yeah. Probably 70, 75% back to what I was before. This Friday will be six weeks, believe it or not, since surgery. God's
1: time flies.
0: I know really it It seems like I just I just had it done you just did that right so I thought Mm. according to the calendar it says otherwise Mm. Mm -mm -mm. yeah but that is it's going really well have an appointment in next week or so to see where we are with so so what about you hey
1: I do all right stomach ulcer on the mend quitting quitting smoking by the hardest
0: that's awesome. I'm so proud of you for doing that.
1: Got to do it. Got to do it.
0: Well, like I said, if it's not one thing, it's something else, that's for sure. So today we're going to talk about licensing and copyright. I and mean, I think both of these issues bring up a lot of things that people just aren't sure about or, or they make assumptions about both of these topics. So we kind of wanted to talk a little bit about them, kind of give you guys the right information in terms of both of these things that you you kind of know what you're talking about. Right. So licensing, especially for bloggers, this is a big, big issue. For themes, really plugins. There's so many things that you need to purchase just for your just for your site.
1: Exactly. And there are a number of free plugins that are available readily through the WordPress repository that's at wordpress.org front slash plugins that do a lot of the same functions as paid plugins so if you can find a free plugin that does what you want it to do by all means go for the free plugin that's money you don't have to spend but if you want a plug in that's a professional plug in that's a purchase license, you have to buy that license yourself. You can't just share that with someone else. And just because they have it in their site with no license doesn't mean that you can too. Now, <clears throat> here comes the okay, soapbox. I'm, moment, I'm putting, on, putting on my mama hat. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> and I didn't take the world of blogging on to raise. I don't intend to do, to do that. Whatever you people do is between you and your maker. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you, it's not ethical. If you're using a paid plugin on your site that's been hacked, cracked, nulled, given to you without a license, you need to do something about that. First of all, the hacked, cracked, and nulled is gonna cause problems on your site. And mm-hmm. if you're hosted with us and we scan it and see that it's nulled or hacked or cracked, that plugin is gonna become unusable. And the reason that is, is because it's a security issue.
0: Right, and, and most people don't think about that.
1: They just think- You don't know what code has been added to that plugin mm-hmm. or removed from that plugin that's going to make it work without a license or work with a hacked license or whatever. Right. Um, I'm not reporting you to the police. I'm just telling you that when the security scan happens and those plugins come up, we don't have any choice but to disable them. So be sure your plugins are legit. Number one, don't search for free specific paid plugin and expect that whatever you download from wherever you're downloading it is going to be just hunky-dory because, well, it's free. It comes at a price, people. Mm-hmm. It really does. And the price is your site security, your server security, and the security of your visitors. Right. Not. It's just common sense.
0: And the amount that you're going to pay for a license is gonna be probably far less than what you're gonna pay for if your site is hacked and you have to have someone like Debbie come along and fix it.
1: Not only that, but there's a big drive right now to narc on people who are using software that is not licensed. Yeah. So if, and again, Not my job, not my monkeys, not my circus. If you're doing it, I'm not going looking for you, and Mm -hmm. I'm not turning you in. But somebody will. So just pay for the license. Just go ahead and. Seriously, I mean it's the most that I've ever paid for a plugin. I think was probably in the neighborhood of eighty nine dollars, and that's a whopping big plugin. Yeah. But for the for the average paid plugin, you're looking at twenty five thirty five dollars. Output, just just do it. And for a year,
0: because most of them are for a, a calendar year. Right. I don't think I've ever seen one for monthly, but I'm sure there are them for monthly.
1: Well, there are monthly subscriptions, which is kind of ridiculous. But the annual subscription allows you to have support from the developer of the plugin, which is necessary in nine out of 10 cases. And it also gives you upgrades, updates. So we don't have to go back and look to find out when the plugin was last updated if you have the most recent version of it. If you don't have the most recent version of it, when it means it's not being updated, there's a problem. And if you have the license, then there's really a problem. We need to go back to the developer and say, hey, this thing is not updating. Right. But if it's not licensed, we can't do that. Exactly. Which means you need to go spend another three hours looking for a free version that's up to date. <laughs> Don't do it, people. Another thing just by the by, when you download these things, you're downloading from sources that typically open up old five, six, seven pop-up pages and send you to all sorts of weird sites. And then you could accidentally click on something and download a virus or malware or whatever to your computer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you hold, I have a whole different set of issues. Oh yeah. And, and I don't support computers. So, <laughs> you know, no. that you need to take to your friendly neighborhood Best Buy squad
0: And all this applies not just the plugins but the themes as
1: well. Right. Yeah. I know that a lot of people share themes. Okay. So and so has a copy of theme that you want, and that theme is seventy five, sixty five, seventy five dollars. And they pipe up and say, "I have a developer license for blah 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 theme company. All of their themes and." I'll just give it to you. Mm -hmm. Okay, six months comes and goes, and the theme needs to be updated. Who has the support for that? The person with the developer license or you? Tell you right now, it's the person with the developer license. Right. They paid the big bucks, got that license, and the support goes to them, not to you. So when your theme needs to be updated, you have to go back to that person and say, I have a problem with this theme. It needs to be updated, which means they have to go back if they're even still talking to you. (laughs) Because that doesn't happen. No, that never happens. Um, Get another copy of the theme (laughs) and it has to be installed again. Mm -hmm. But you can't just install a theme on top of a theme. Right. Child theme on top of a child theme. That's... That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. Right. A lot of work has to be done on the back end to be sure that you preserve any changes that have been made, and then you have to remove one, put the other one in, put all the new code back in, and hope that it works the same. Now, the other scenario is there's a theme that you see, that you like, that is Seventy-five, eighty-five dollars mm-hmm. dollars And so-and-so has that theme on their site, and you really like it, and they say, oh, well, I'll give you the copy. Mm-hmm. Okay? Again, you have a copy. Mm-hmm. You have no support. You have no updates. So when you can't figure out how that theme works, you're pretty much SOL. And the same with updates and any other support issues that you might have with that theme. And believe me, there are a thousand occasions where I've had support issues with themes. Mm -hmm. Some little something isn't working as it should on the latest update or whatever. Right. And if I have the support, I can go in and look through their support information, or I can contact that theme developer and get some help figuring out where it's gone wrong, or I can compare the latest version to the old version and see what it is that the problem is. But without that, you're dead right. in the water. Right. And again, I didn't, I'm not taking everybody on to raise. I'm not telling you how to, how to run your business. I'm right. just telling you, you first of all think about it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you really do want to think about it. And you want to think about it from the perspective of the designer of the theme number one mm-hmm. because they've spent not hours not weeks but months developing that theme testing it making sure that it works correctly mm-hmm. and quite frankly 75 dollars for a theme is chicken scratch I know. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> for the, the amount of time that goes into developing a custom theme that's nothing right exactly but when you're sharing themes amongst each other what you have is a developer that's not being paid Mm -hmm. they're being paid once and 20 of you are sharing the same thing i see it every day i generally don't say anything about it but it's just seriously gotten to the point that ethically it's not right okay wordpress is a gpl piece of software it's free doesn't cost you a penny excuse me, your general WordPress themes that you get from wordpress.org are free. And there are lots and lots and lots of free themes out there. If you want a professional theme or a pro theme, or you want a purchased theme, go ahead and pay for the thing. Get the support, get the updates. Again, you never know if you're being given a, a theme you never know what's going on in that person's computer it could be infected with malware mm-hmm. I'm not saying it is I'm not in a, in all cases I'm not saying that it is right but it could be mm-hmm. if you're downloading from one of these crazy null oh, free yeah. download sites yeah yeah you, you don't know what's been injected into that theme
0: right right you're, you're just better off not, not doing that because you're going to save yourself time in the long run.
1: And you're going to keep from, pardon my French, pissing off Google because <laughs> if your theme goes bad, Google's going to put up a big, ugly <coughs> caution. Right. Danger, Will Robinson. And, and then you have to have your site cleaned and somebody to figure out what's going on there.
0: Which is all very expensive. So,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So while you're saving yourself sixty, seventy five dollars,
0: you're really not. In the
1: end, you could be costing yourself upwards of three hundred dollars. hmm So
0: that's licensing. The thing that
1: I come across a
0: lot is copyright issues, and I think that there's always a big misunderstanding. Let's just let's just use that. <laughs> about what exactly copyright is, what how does it apply, what's fair use. Debbie said, not trying to raise everybody, You at the end of the day, you've got to be comfortable with what you're doing, and that's between you and God. Yeah. But don't steal people's stuff, people. You can come up with original content. I know you can. I know each and every one of you out there can come up with – no, I'm not saying, you know, if you read a blog post – and you go, wow, that's a really great topic. Get inspiration from other places, but don't outright steal it. You know, I mean, th- there have been numerous times where I've seen a blog post and go, you know what? That would be a really great topic for a blog. Take the overall concept, write it out myself, and apply my own unique storytelling to it. There you go. That's fine. But don't just outright take it, like, word for word, concept for concept, because that's just not cool, people. Not cool. And,
1: and what is this, the app or the software that you can check for plagiarism?
0: Uh, Copyscape. Run Copyscape just to make sure, especially, like, if you have someone that's doing a guest post for you, run Copyscape just to, I mean, that might be a very yeah. uncomfortable conversation, like, but it beats because you are ultimately responsible for everything on your site—plugins, themes, content. <laughs> um, and if you have a someone who's trying to gain traction really quickly and chooses to make this choice, then you could potentially be in some hot water for something that you didn't even do, but didn't do enough due diligence to make sure that everything is where it should be. But exactly, yeah. So. A lot. I get a lot of times clients ask, okay, well, what exactly is copyright? And they think that you can just copyright everything. Well, that's mostly true. The way you express it can be, co- can be protected through the copyright law, but ideas cannot be copyrighted. So if you have something, if you have a, a post entitled football statistics as poetry or, or something like that, I I don't even know if that's a thing. You can copyright the post, but the football statistics nor the uh, poetry can be copyrighted. So you just want to be aware of some of the copyright laws. Don't steal people's content. Be original. And if someone does come in and steal your content, um, when I owned a t-shirt company called Bravo Tango, we had several instances of people stealing the art, like outright stealing the art for it and making a t shirt of their own. Um, and I mean, we both were just livid that people were doing this. But we always came back to it by saying they're only as good as our latest idea.
1: You there you know? go.
0: So, one of the other things was a lot of times about fair use and, you know, what is that? And how do you know what what's considered fair use. So there's really four things that everybody needs to be aware of when they're thinking fair use. Like when is it okay to use someone's work? And basically it's what you're using the content for. So let's say you're using it as a purpose of criticism or comment or a teaching moment or even research, then that's okay because you're utilizing it in a way that you're you're making a point with it and then you're writing your own thing. You're not taking it word for word for word and, and saying, this is mine. The nature of the content as well as how much content you're using. <laughs> you know, if you're taking like one small little paragraph and then in your blog post and then you write the rest of it in your own words commenting on that small little part, that's okay. But if you take the whole blog post... <laughs> and you post it in as yours, that's probably not okay.
1: <laughs> no, that would not work at all. Another big question that, that people get themselves wrapped up in is recipes.
0: If you yes. go to
1: Ina Garten's site and you love her recipe for lemon cake, and you grab that lemon cake recipe and you post it on your own and say, hey, this is mine. Not okay, uh, No, no. No, that is not yours. That is Ina Garten's lemon cake recipe. Now, what you can do with that recipe is change it, change the ingredient, change the steps, change something significant about that recipe. It should be your own. So experiment with it. You made that lemon cake. How can you make it better? How can you make it different? Mm-hmm. Would adding rosemary to that lemon cake make it different and better? Mm-hmm. No, maybe. But if you're pulling that recipe word for word, step for step from another site, no, you can't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> just don't, no. do it. don't do it. Yeah, just just say no. And if you're buying that recipe, that's a biggie. When people yeah. are
0: buying recipes, how exactly does a lot of this pertain to that?
1: Uh, First of all, I don't understand buying recipes. I I, I don't get it. But unless that recipe is an exclusive recipe, I wouldn't want it on my site, number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, I'm going to run that recipe through Copyscape, seriously, Mm -hmm. find out where that came from. And if it's word for word of somebody else's, I'm getting my money back. Really have to watch it. And semi-exclusive. How many copies of that recipe do you want out there?
0: Right. You you want to be known for having something unique.
1: Original. Yeah. Original.
0: Originality is the name of the game
1: with all of this. Again, I'm not taking you on to raise people. Whatever you do, you do. Mm-hmm. It's your business. I'm just pointing out some of the bigger pitfalls that are out there and however you handle those pitfalls is between you and your maker. I'm not going to tell you how or what you need to do. I'm not your mama.
0: Right. So in regard to copyright issues, if Sally out there believes that someone and has proof that someone has stolen her content, what does she need to do in order to bring some order
1: back to the universe? Well, you have that takedown thing. And you can file a complaint with the person who you believe has stolen your material and ask nicely the first time for them to remove that material. And if that doesn't happen, then you go to the takedown. Mm -hmm. And that's where you report and there's there's a form for this if you Google the DMCA.
0: Yeah, and I'll be putting a link in the show notes
1: because you go fill out their form and it'll give you a specific letter back, I believe, or a specific paragraph back that you need to send to the person's host and the person's registrar. And Depending on the issue, the host will either get in touch with the person who has committed the copyright violation or they'll just pull the site. Right. Yeah. So approach carefully, mm-hmm. but, you know, do stand your ground firmly. If you can prove that that's your original work, then you absolutely want to have that taken down.
0: Yes. Absolutely. The, the one thing that I like to tell clients whenever we get into subjects of copyright and licensing and any of these things where other people can either take credit for your work or, or get something that you've produced a course even, even if you come up with a, a, a digital course that you're selling, people can give it to other people for free. One of the things I always say is think about the golden rule. We all learned the golden rule as kids, you know, do unto others as they would have done to you. Stop and think about what you're doing before you, before you get that free theme on your, on your site. Because ultimately you need to make sure that if this was you producing this stuff, if you were the one that was working on the theme or you created a plugin that you, you want to be credited for your work. You want to be paid for your work. And
1: that's really the bottom line. Exactly. Stepping down.
0: Yep. I wanted, I came across this thing on LinkedIn yesterday and it's just a little quick idea of the day, but it talks about one of the things I, I would like everyone to think about, especially when it, if you're, Everybody looks at their analytics and their metrics, what's happening and what's going on and where are people coming from and and they're all looking at these numbers. And that's all very important because I went down the rabbit hole yesterday (laughs) with Google Analytics. Uh -uh. I shouldn't have, but I did. (laughs) And it was bad but but and so this topic really resonated with me yesterday that it's important for businesses whether you're a blogger whether you are running brick and mortar small business whatever your business is is to keep the primary purpose at the top of your mind and the purpose isn't necessarily your bottom line or beating your competition but it's doing what's best for your customers and your clients because disciplined analysis is Still really important. And we, we have to do that in order to make decisions and create strategy for the business. But the most important question is, what do our clients, what do our customers want? Because at the end of the day, they're the ones that are paying you to, for your product and or services. They're the ones that are exactly. blog posts so just maybe think about that and try not to go down the metro rabbit hole too
1: much yeah, the thing about analytics is you can let it make you crazy mm-hmm. seriously mm-hmm. you go in there four or five times a day and see what's changed and don't do that i at most look at analytics and you know call it my weakness once a week that's the same time that I'm looking at my ad income. I wanna see where that traffic came from, what they were using to get there, what keywords, and what I need to change. And if I'm, I'm looking at that six, seven times a day, I'm, I'm doing nothing but looking at numbers mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. that
1: really don't have any true meaning until the week has passed
0: and you don't want to get involved into what i like to call analysis paralysis
1: Mm, yeah
0: where you're you're constantly looking at these numbers and you're constantly looking at all these all these things and you're trying to make decisions based upon that and then you just go well then you don't do anything at all and that's not good either We, we need metrics to make smart informed decisions about our business. What's working? What's not working? How can we fix what's not working? If it's working, let it work. Don't fix it.
1: (laughs) If it ain't ain't broke, don't fix it. Don't.
0: Let it ride until there's a reason for me to go, oh, well maybe that's not working so well anymore. Okay. What's changed? What do we need to do? Right. You know, the other thing is I tell clients do a 30 day review, do a 90 day review and do a six month and a one and a one year review and just kind of look at everything, not just the metrics, but what what have you done? Where are, are you at with your goals? It's it's easy to get wrapped up in the numbers, but look at the goals that you're you have set for yourself. And if you're not setting goals for yourself, you definitely should be and go, you know, where am I with that goal? Am I even gonna make that goal this year? Really look at what you're doing. But also at the end of the day, it's all about your clients. It's all about your customers. It's all about your audience. If they don't like it, they're not going to buy it, <laughs>
1: so it doesn't so matter. Get it out of Get it out of the shop. Right. Work smarter, not harder. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Uh, we had a guest, and I want to say it was Kimberly, and she said something about working productively, not not just doing busy work, not just doing work to to look like you're busy, but actually to do work that is productive, that you're actually mm-hmm. accomplishing something. And that has sat with me ever since we had that show. And I'll link it in the show notes because I, I think that that's a really important point. I think so many of us get wrapped up into into just staying busy and thinking, oh, look at all I've got done today. I, I was very productive. But a lot of times it's, it's not.
1: No, you've just been busy.
0: Yeah. You've been busy all day. You really haven't been productive. So I hope everyone is out there doing their results list so that they are actually productive. We've talked about the results strategy for your to-do lists on previous shows. That's about all that we have for the show for today. You guys stay productive today. Thank you so much for joining us here on Marketing Confidential and we hope that you have a great rest of your week.
1: And if you all have any questions about any of the issues that we talked about, feel free to email
0: tammy at marketingconfidential.net There
1: we go. Y'all have a great
0: day, a wonderful weekend, and
1: we'll talk to you next time. Bye, y'all.